Hello, are you are you there? I am here. Yeah, I'm I'm in Lahav, but it's uh, it's not quite what you think. I yeah, my my plane got in like six hours late. There was some ridiculous delay. So, uh, you know, you, you gave him the guy's name, and and I, I I talked to his brother on the phone. But when I I got here, uh, there was this note on the door, and I, I mean I don't know if you've, you've even gotten the text yet. It's taking forever to send photos, but I, I took a photo of the note. I can't read. I think it's Portuguese. Do you have that? Yeah, hold on. I'm actually inside uh, the shop now. Even the, the the door was closed. I kind of, you know, I mean, it's it's ten o'clock at night. I came all this way. I wanted to see inside, so I kind of, you know, unofficially let myself in. Um, but I haven't been able to contact to get in touch with with Silva, so I don't know what's going on. So, so I don't know. Maybe the note explain something i think it's portuguese yeah it it is uh i'm not gonna believe this this note is the shopkeeper is dead he died this morning oh this note looks to be looks to be written by his brother um say Does dario die Yes, yes. Um, uh, that's what I can make out. Uh, how strange. Uh, just a- apologizing for the shop closing indefinitely. Uh, th- thanking, thanking people for oh years of service. What I, I, uh, I didn't expect that. Uh, so what? What is? What is going on there? What is, are the lights off? Is there anyone there? You said no, the door the was open. Off. I, there's a little bit of light, but I, yeah, I mean, I, there's no one in here. I, it's, I didn't realize, uh, you know, when you described it to me, I didn't realize there was such a little, teeny, tiny, little, narrow shop. But, I mean, if, if he died, he, he died oh. this morning? I, well, then I... I, I mean, oh, how... I, this is so unnerving and strange this timing and sad i uh <laughs> yeah I mean, you know you, you told me that it wasn't well but i, I just yeah well i mean i'm inside i mean you wanted me to see the shop and i'm inside it and it looks like there's a lot of stuff to look at i mean there are they're all there are doll houses like kind of crammed everywhere in various states of uh, either repair or construction it's like yeah, like, like you know, you wouldn't even know it's a shop. It's it's more like a a studio, but it's like yeah, I guess there's things for sale. But so, yeah. what what um, what do you see? What do you see there? Um, is it? Can you get any kind of light on, or are you kind of too nervous yeah. to? Well, it's you know, it's kind of a. I mean, it's you can tell me it was. I mean, definitely not a very nice street here in La Havre. It's kind of a, a grungy neighborhood. I mean, I, I prefer to kind of keep the lights down. I, I can see. I mean, I can't. I don't know if I'm going to be able to take or even send you photos of this stuff. I, I guess I can describe what I see. Actually, there are. Yeah, there's some pretty 
there's some pretty interesting dollhouses here that I guess he was he was working on it. You know, there's this one on top of the cabinet here. I was just looking at it. And it was, you know, it kind of looks like an average dollhouse. It's like three stories. You know, very nicely done. But it looked like it was. Um, I originally thought it was like very badly damaged. But then I look at it more closely, and um, th these 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 scorch marks, these burn marks in a one quarter of it. These were actually constructed. These were painted on like very cleverly. So it's like it's a it's a normal dollhouse that he he made to appear suffered a kind of a horrific fire. There's like um in the little bedroom here in the corner has charred little charred furniture. And I look at it and I mean I, I know you told me that he did uh, he commissioned some various strange things but yeah that's it's kind of amazing the visual effect of <laughs> this nice dollhouse but um yeah he did a hell of a job to make it look like it did suffered horrific damage but I, you know i wonder why you know when i was there before it was a pretty turbulent time in my life it was in my 20s and you know, as so, so many people do during that time of their life, they were traveling around. And I just remember, um, you know, having such a mix of feelings about the shop itself because I, I, I had a, I mean, a, a, a warm feeling about him, about the shopkeeper, but I also could see evidence, obviously, that he had some very peculiar ideas um, I just hadn't seen anything like some of the houses. I don't even know if I can call them houses. I remembered them for years and years as being almost a strange hybrid of like dollhouses and dioramas and even terrariums because there were in some there, you know, there was there was wood and glass and. Um, I remember strange creatures, uh, small, uh, strange animals, um, hybrid animals as well uh, in, you know, inhabiting these, these kind of uh, wild and frightening little, little stages. And I, I, I just, um, I thought that because of my state of mind at that time and during those years that I, I might have been exaggerating my memory or, um, you know, just fill, filling in some blanks, you know, how you will. Uh, but I, I, when I found some images of his work recently online, um, there's not very many, really, um, but I did find a few. And I, I have to say I... Uh, they were just as, as strange and haunting as I, I remember them being. He started taking walks in the evening. He walked down and up, keeping the streetcar tracks on his right like a steel stream. About a quarter mile from the apartment, he passed one of those concentrated half-blocks of shops, isolated, 
nestled in, village-like. And maybe what he liked most was the way its placement was such that he couldn't see the tall buildings and lights and the jagged-toothed cityscape nearby. The street had a precious quality, lost in time, like costume jewelry, an old junk ring, and the enclosing round trees and trellises made it quiet. Besides, if he wanted to see the city so much, and sometimes he did, admittedly, need to feel dwarfed by it, feel chewed and shaken and shorn, he could view it plainly from the window in his home, in the home he shared with her. But here, there was a guitar-in-the-window feel here, a push-aside-the-curtains feel, a gaze-at-the-painted-stars feel. They had been fighting a lot lately. Their love was stretched and mean. He didn't know if the walks helped, but he didn't know what else to do. That's not completely true. He could do something, he knew. But he wasn't sure he wanted to. He liked to stop in front of the antique store, look in at the objects in the dark like rocks getting harder to see down in water. A dollhouse was pushed up to the front window glass. It was big, orderly, its ant farm compartments stacked like terrarium blocks. There were little lamps and little plates and little paintings on the wallpapered walls. Each night, the bulbs glowed like fireflies and made shadows through the rooms and across the floors. Just like in a real house. And different rooms were lit and different plates were placed and the dolls were put in different ways each day. Just like a real house. All the dolls in this house were girls. They did not particularly resemble one another, the way they would if they came from the same set, or were they meant for this house over another. There were three. One had gold corkscrew storybook curls. One was taller and serious, with dark hair painted on the shaped mold of her head. One had a beachy-looking sheath that fell down divided by her tiny shoulders. His life unraveled over the course of five nights, five walks, five passes in front of the window of the shop. They happened as follows. Sunday. The dolls were placed in rooms as far away as possible, within the tableau, from one another. One was upstairs, one downstairs in the kitchen by a closed door, and one was on the far right edge near a window. They were facing different directions, like they had split up, like they were looking for something. Monday. The dolls were in the kitchen. They sat at the table, awkwardly, incompletely bent. Only one of them seemed to have hinges at hips. Two of them leaned into chairs, taking the light doll weight on their spines and the backs of their legs. It gave them a raised, chaotic look, like they were laughing so hard. Tuesday. The dolls were in the beds upstairs. 
He saw now that there were little night lights in the little outlets. In two of the rooms, some of the furniture pieces were pushed against the doors. In the third bedroom, the largest one, this had not happened. But there was a little hatchet atop a little dresser. And downstairs in the kitchen, the cellar door was open. Wednesday. The dolls numbered four now. Another had entered the house. This one was a boy, and he was not whole. He was missing a right arm and a left leg. He sat on the floor by the cellar, against the brown cupboards, and he seemed to be trying to get up or push himself somewhere. There was a tension in him. He had glossy lips and round pink cheeks. He was wearing a uniform, something tan. It was torn with loose threads at the shoulder and thigh. The girl dolls were in the living room with a tiny candle, mouths open, as if to sing. They were holding little hands. Thursday. The dolls were not in the house anymore. They were outside. They were outside the house. On the lawn if there was a lawn, or where it would be if there wasn't. In the drive if there was a path cut for cars. They were at the window. At the street. They were pressed. They were going to get out. Behind them there was something left of the boy. But not enough. They saw him and the city scream nearby, and the little shop was a dark place, a threshold, an egress, a kiln. Some nights later, when the neighbors noticed the lights in their apartment going off one by one, slowly, failing by voltage strength, and even later when neither the man nor his wife appeared anywhere ever again, there would be talk of witches, of murder, of the house and the shop on the street. Well, looking at this, you know, I'm looking at this one here. There's kind of two side by side over here in the corner. It's very dusty. So there's one, okay, it's, it's another, you know, it's like a nice three-story dollhouse. He's got a family in this one, but the, the family is spread around in various rooms. And okay, so we have in this one little room in the dollhouse, there's two kids, so they're playing. But then on the ceiling, upside down, he has the same figures, like little brother and sister, but you know, instead of rolling this ball to each other, they're kind of uh, pointing, like accusingly at, at each other. And then downstairs, you have the same thing going on with a mother and father, like they're having a conversation in the kitchen. But then the same identical figures are upside down from the kitchen ceiling, but they're obviously like having a very vicious argument. So it's like this weird um, depiction of these double lives in this, in this dollhouse. And, uh, oh, God, even the little dog and the cat, every 
here in the little dining room, <laughs> the ceiling of the dining room, there are the dog and cat again, upside down, except the dog actually has the cat, you know, in, uh, it's got the cat's neck in his mouth. Um, so it's like this violent um, depiction of the life that's going on on, on, on the normal uh, level of very, and then the other one, it just looks like a parking garage. It's not even a dollhouse. It's, it's like a little miniature parking garage. I'm looking through it. And then, you know, there's cars, cars spread throughout this parking garage. And then on like the third tier here, there's like six or seven little plastic figures and there's like an operating table and there's a surgeon operating on someone with some spectators watching it's on, on the floor of this parking garage and that's it that's the only unusual thing about this structure so i don't know i mean i know you mentioned that mostly he was commissioned by other people to do these but then sometimes he did i mean it's just very strange but at the same time i mean they're obviously there's some completely normal stuff here. I guess, I mean, he had to make a living. <laughs> oh, God, and there's... Yeah, over in the corner here. <clears throat> Hold on a second. I want to get a little bit more light on this. I just, don't, I just feel so weird about being here. I don't want to draw any attention. So it's like... It's like a barracks. I would say it's a, like a barracks, you know, because inside there's like bunk beds and um, it's, it's like adults in this barracks, you know, sort of populating the bunk beds and kind of standing around this little shower area. And then outside you can see that um, there are guards. So kind of when I, when I step back and I look, look at this, this is obviously some kind of uh, a prison, but uh, everyone is in street clothes. There's like a man outside each door of this barracks guarding. So I don't know if it's like a depiction of some kind of work camp or concentration camp, but um, there's, you know, he's got the snow on the ground. But it's weird, like, yeah, you where you would expect people to be wearing uniforms or prison garb. They're just dressed in what you and I would, would wear on the street every day. Very very strange gosh you know i wonder i I'm, i can't help but try to get my head around like i wonder what part of what you're seeing is coming from yeah from from the inside of his own heads and what are objects that he was asked to interpret from other people's heads <laughs> I, I i don't know if it's if unless there's some sort of um you know placard or notes on the work I, it may be impossible to tell nothing nothing i guess you know this is all kind of in mid mid progress draft copy for brochure Found in file drawer of farmhouse workshop of deceased. September 1973. Dear patron, at Hyde and Associates, we are artists specializing in 
crafting true-to-life miniatures of existing premises and facades. For example, of your own house, farm, or shop, business premises, etc. Additionally, miniature reconstructions of memory-built sites, ghost sites, or no longer existing premises are also possible. Our miniatures stand out from average scale models because of our attention to individual details, the neglected, the hazy, the impossible, the strange. Our aim is to imitate the life of a structure as authentically as possible. Skilled artistry and patience are combined with great thoroughness in scale-bound precision, working features, and finish. The result is a personal, exclusive, and enduring collector's item of your home or business. We are proud to help you find what you're looking for, to ask questions you've longed to ask, whether you find the answers on your journey with us or you do not. We understand that not all aspects of a building can be accessed through its typical dimensional means, that to unlock its hidden qualities, one might need to see it differently from another angle, to enter through a different door. Perspective, we've learned, can make all the difference. You may begin by asking yourself some important questions. What are you looking for that you're missing? What happened that night in the hall? Had you ever heard sounds you couldn't explain behind the walls? Had you ceased being able to depend on the clock's time? What did you see in the attic? On the stairs? What do you hope to unlock about your home by rebuilding, by shrinking down to size? What bones underneath? How old the bones? Or, if there are no bones, what ate them? Existing construction drawings are very welcome, but not necessary. We can add stone or brick foundations, slate walks, tile or marble foyer, electrical plugs and lights, hand-cut stone chimney, porches, room alterations, and more. What are the dimensions of your fear? Is it tangled, like your small house, or simple as the grave? If you are interested in having a miniature built, you obviously want to know the costs. As you can imagine, building time and price depends on the complexity of the object to be constructed. Who's still alive? Who's dead? What are you terrified of? Until now, we have always built our miniatures for people who have special ties with and love for their house, shop, farm, etc. This emotional involvement makes our miniatures very suitable as a personal treasure or an excellent company gift. In closing, we will ask you to consider what is worse in your mind, in your screaming chest, someone hiding in the house to take your body apart, or hidden parts of your body to take apart the house. So, I'm just kind of wondering, kind of in the back here, 
I'm just curious. I'm just going to push this curtain open. Okay, so yeah, you know, he's got like a little apartment behind it, I guess, you know, he was living here. Um, you know, I want to leave, but I'm kind of, I just want to, I just want to take a quick look. There's obviously nobody here. And you know, he's got a little, little kitchenette here. Yeah, it's, it's, when I was talking to uh, his brother on the phone, and then, you know, I just got, got the impression that he just, he was not a very social person. This little living, you know, this little apartment here doesn't look like a very, um, it's a little bedroom, I guess. Oh. What? Uh, oh, Jesus. Um, oh, God. What? Uh, 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 he's, he's, he's here in the bedroom. Yeah, it's his body's here. Mm, his body's here. Why would that be? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. No, it's, it's, He's just lying here peacefully. I mean, if he just died this morning, yeah, he's just lying on his bed. Just looks, I mean, he's, they've got him in a suit and he's, and the weird thing is that, there's, oh, there's, a, there's a doll beside him on the, kind of on the pillow, little doll. It's like a little dollhouse. Um, <sighs> doll it's like a, like a plastic figurine it's maybe four inches high it's just like it, it's just a little boy you know it's kind of like in a sitting position kind of propped up against the pillow and it's just beside him it's just beside him and you know the little boy's got kind of like his arms out in front of him you know like a little doll in a sitting position um yeah, that's him. This is this is Silva. That is strange. Yeah, I mean, I okay, I'm, I'm gonna. Yeah, I shouldn't have come back here. Okay, I'm going back out here in the, into the uh, into the shop. Well, I mean, I've. Oh God. I mean, I can't. I I can't believe he. he died this morning i guess you know i i i saw what you wanted me to see right i i got to the shop and now tomorrow i can uh i can go <clears throat> go about my business across across the city but um this yeah this place this whole shop is just obviously just all these ghosts of all these dollhouses you know kind of going up the high shelves. I mean, I'm sure there's much more to, to look at here, but now I'm just feeling very strange. I don't know why he's here. I don't know why they haven't taken him away. Um, yeah, why don't I call you back when I um, get out of La Havre and, um, and uh, <clears throat> find my hotel uh, for the night? And um, I don't know, maybe you can tell me a bit more about him, but I. <laughs> I gotta leave this shop now, right? It wasn't till she put the dollhouse in the closet that she got scared. She liked very much on Saturdays to watch a cartoon where 
Small creatures tried to live in a mostly big world. They looked like people, but had tufted tails and would make use of whatever they could find in whatever way they could. Peanut shells for snowshoes, buttons for wheels, caps of pens as buckets for gathering rain. She imagined them and thought that by doing so she could call them in a way, could make friends, because her days would be more interesting. She liked the thought of unseen things, parallel, magic, full of guess, but also of no. She imagined them visiting her house at night, moving through, under tables, the fringed couch. She liked what else thinking about them made her think about her world, the little things she saw every day, the depressions on a decorative plate, a curled lip for cream, the seam on a sheet. To her, a strawberry was small, but to them, it was the size of an Easter balloon, of three sewing machines stacked. She set up a matchbox table in the corner of her closet and draped a Kleenex over it, placed a cough syrup cap filled with water next to two upturned thimbles set and leaning woozily from their slightly convex tips. She broke a Ritz cracker into shards. She made a sign on a neon green sticky note and pressed it into the wall above the table. She had moved her shoes over and pulled out the stuffed animals from the closet floor to make a space. Welcome, the sign said. She closed the closet door most of the way. She listened for them their little whispers and scratches and feet. When she went to sleep and when she woke in the night, she checked inside the closet first thing in the morning and first thing when she came home from school. Some days passed, and it occurred to her they might be shy or scared, still reluctant to make themselves known. Maybe she drove them away. Maybe they thought it was a trap. After a week or so, she wanted to ramp things up. She removed the matchbox and moved the dollhouse on her dresser to the closet corner instead. She thought this might extend a greater enticement. Of course, she couldn't be sure their exact scale. Since they were never seen, she would have to guess, and recognize that the dimensions were possibly unsuitable and a bit too small, the rooms too cramped the doors lame. But it was the best she had to offer. She turned the open face of the house against the corner she sensed they were entering by, the darkest one, the farthest part. This would be yet even more welcoming, she assured herself, and would give them some privacy besides. Three nights later, when the wind had picked up and bore away the icy clouds, as if off downstream from the east. The blinking windows of the light bulb shop decked out for dark snow. She finally heard them. Hi, they said from the closet. Hi, she tried to whisper, 
but couldn't for her heart. She knew she had made a terrible mistake. Are you there?